is Ning. It's Faye. And today we have a guest that's going to be joining us and we're going to talk about basically it's a freestyle talking about like mental health and our experiences with it. Would you like to introduce yourself, guest? Yeah. Um, what's up? My name Cameron. Okay. He's Were you on the other podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to um like tell stuff about yourself again, or? Like you said, uh, yeah. I'm 16. My birthday's in August. Uh, oh, you a Leo? Yeah. I'm a Leo too, Leo. Hey. Okay. I'm, about hey, you sound I'm about to be a senior. Wish you were already up. I like to play sports. I guess that's it. Okay. From my knowledge, I know there's a lot of different types of mental health. And for me, I feel my I find myself struggling sometimes is with my anxiety. Cause like it'd be times where I'll be out and I'll like my anxiety will get in my way. Like I don't like large crowds sometimes. And I don't like being like just crowded. Or when I overthink, my anxiety tends to just, like, take over and, and, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I get panic attacks. So I feel like that kind of just, like, sometimes get in the way of my everyday living because I some cause I can't do certain things that I want to do just because it gets in the way. And it's, like, it's kind of hard to ignore because it's just there. And you yes. can't really, like, you can't disregard it or ignore it. Like, it's just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like deal with that when like when you have like daily life? How you try to like make it as like try to kind of like, manage it? Yeah, I try to manage it, yeah. How do I manage it? I just honestly like the old me, I feel like the reason why <clears throat> I got panic attacks mostly is because I didn't really try to like cope with it or understand it. I just pretty much like I would feel like the anxiety coming and then I'll freak out and that's kind of how it made me hyperventilate and everything but now it's just I just learned to just deal with it because <laughs> I mean I don't know have any other way to deal with it it's just when I realize it's coming on I kind of just take deep breaths and I kind of just try to focus on what's going on like what I'm doing and everything and sometimes it's very hard most of the times it gets me to mental illnesses that I deal with I Okay, first of all, I don't know, but I don't really like to, I feel weird labeling, my, labeling myself with these illnesses, because it's not like I ever went to, like, a doctor and got checked for it or something, you know? Since I was little, I was confident because I would do a lot of fashion shows, and my confidence during that was good, but when I got in middle school and I stopped doing those fashion shows, bullied in middle school, and then a situation aside from bullying also happened to me in middle school and then um that was also when me and my family we were just struggling to just like make ends meet during that time so just being that whole year that whole school year was kind of hard on me and a lot of situations still kind of give me nightmares and um mess with me and sometimes when I'm in public and I'm met with the same people not the same people but people that are kind of similar to the people that I've dealt with during those times I get shaky or 
my body starts to react towards that. I can't control it. And my nightmares, they used to be very vivid. And it's not until recently where I just became okay with what has happened and kind of dealt with it all. So, like, my anxiety does get in the way of my confidence also and my insecurities. Because I've been so, like, I'll get so much anxiety about, like, say that I have a performance from a dance class or whatever. Like, I'll, I'll get so much, like, anxiety and just so nervous. Like, I'll just try to back out of it. Like, or any situation, I will back out of it, which I have gotten better at that. Like, I've been taking more risks, and I've been, like, pushing myself forward. But then, like, it used to always just get to me. Like, I did not want to do anything just because of my, just because of how scared I was. Or, like, I would worry about different things. And that's another thing. Like, when you worry, it kind of just plays a part in that, too. Like, it yeah, just takes over your sure. whole, like, mental and you can't really yeah. think about anything else. That's, yeah, definitely feel that. Can um, I feel like one of one of the biggest things was like for me it was like depression, and I like like you said I can't really I don't really know if it is depression because I haven't been to like a doctor, and they haven't given me like no diagnosis nothing like that. But like when I was younger. Like, I had so much energy and always happy and smiling. I'm, I'm just a naturally happy person. But ever since middle school, like, even, even now, like, if I'm not talking to anybody or, like, playing football or basketball, like, I just feel, like, upset. I just feel, like, empty inside. And, like, I really can't explain the feeling, but I just really hate that feeling. And recently, in like April, I was talking to a therapist, some white lady, I don't know, and she was asking me questions, and like, I couldn't really explain how I was feeling, because I don't even know how I feel, like, it's just very hard to explain. I always tell people that you're not going to really understand unless you're, like, unless you're me. Yep. It's just hard to explain, like, people who don't really understand, they be like, this boy is really, like something like he has to be crazy I'm like yeah. not crazy yeah explain yeah like I hate sure. that I definitely I'll explain to people about my problems and everything they be like well why don't you just try this or do this like I just be looking I'm like well yeah like I've tried and I'm still in this position mm-hmm. what, what do you mean what works for exactly. you won't work for everybody but yep. people say it like as if it's common sense and you haven't tried it. Like, that's not the first thing you went mm-hmm. to. Like, yeah. After, um, also during middle school, I had this one situation in class where I had to do a group assignment and nobody wanted to work with me. And that was after, like, a situation happened at home and I had tried to... I'm... Okay, in my past, I used to be very suicidal and, like, cut my wrist and actually well, try to do it. That. And, yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. But, um, what was I saying? Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, like, where this guy, he sat in front of me and my mom and my brother, and he was asking me multiple questions that I was just not giving him the right answer for, I guess. Then they brought me in this room by myself and took me from my mom, and... I was in the white room for, like, a while, 
and they were basically telling me they would take me from her if I didn't seem like I was um, not dangerous to myself and to other people. And I was just like, I'm not a danger to my family. That's like, not my right. Family I don't like doesn't things even like that. That's when they sit there, they take suicide yeah. people or people that are like depression or whatever, and they just send them away. Like, why does that? Why do y'all think that makes anything better? I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That doesn't make anything better. You're locking people by themselves and being their own thoughts. The reason, the thing in the first place that makes them suicidal is their own thoughts. But he brought me to a counselor and then they talked to my mom and then they made me go to this hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It made me feel crazy, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm I've never crazy. been suicidal, but I know it's common sense to not put no one in that type of position. Now, I don't think I've ever been depressed, but I've been in a very low space in my life about myself. I don't, I don't know if that was depression. Like, like I will wake up, like I would be active, I would do things, but I will feel so shitty about myself inside. So I don't know. I just look at, I look at depression like. You not wanting to get up, you just want to be alone in your room, locked up, just, just sad. Yeah. Like I don't, I wasn't doing all that. I was pretty much, I was trying to be okay for others because I knew other people needed me, and that's the thing about mm-hmm. me. Like I'm not selfish when it comes to, like, my thoughts and my feelings. Like I'd rather cry, like alone, than just, you know show anybody else yeah. unless I'm really hurting then I may you may see me like cry and down mm-hmm. bad but I usually just try to be okay for everybody else be there for people because like that makes me feel good I like to be here for people and just whatever they need my help or advice I like I'm there how have you dealt with your depression are there things like strategies or things you do sometimes when you get in those places in the mood I don't really do I just try to deal with it. And I feel like it got worse when me and my girlfriend broke up, like, um, this past February. Because I was like, that girl, like, that girl made me so happy. So I was like, when we broke up, like, who the fuck am I talk to? Like, I don't really talk to my parents because, like, when I was in middle school and I turned out, like, first feeling like this, feeling like this, they thought that since I couldn't explain it, I'm just, like, they, they always say it was, like, your hormones because you're starting to grow and stuff like that. Like, bro, no, just because I can't explain it doesn't mean that nothing is wrong. It's mm-hmm. just hard. It's hard to explain, especially to your parents, too, because they don't really understand, like, the shit we go through because it wasn't the same from when they was growing up. Yeah, the pressure is definitely mm-hmm. different growing up. And then social media and everything else. It's, like, it's a lot of things these kids go through. And they mm-hmm. kids will really take their own lives, and then the parents will feel bad, like, "Oh, I wish I was there. I wish I would have done something." But they not knowing that their kid wanted their attention all along, or they tried to come to them all along, but the parents just didn't, you know, see it in the way that we do. Or it could be some like something different, but I don't know. That's just how I look at it. I'm thankful for my mom in that way because. When I did do it the first time and she found out that, like, I didn't tell her about it, she was really mad at that. But now every time, like, those thoughts come back to my head, I'm able to tell her, like, Mom, I'm not okay. And the thoughts came back and she's like, okay, let's talk through this and let's work through mm-hmm. 
and then it's it's not like it becomes better instantly but I kind of feel more comforted than I felt before and more important than I yeah, felt before you, someone that, cares about you like anybody that's listening to this and they get like are suicidal just like there's people that care for you like it really is like taking mm-hmm. your life is not it's not going to make it better it's not worth it at all because when you're in a bad place yeah. you're not going to yep. stay in that bad place it always gets better for sure yeah but I feel like because I was suicide I had those thoughts before I never attempted to do it but I would think about doing yeah, it yeah there's two different people that does but that I Mm-hmm. I say yeah. It's too, it's, um, those are the different types of people. Like they'll think about it, but they won't actually try. It. And then there's people that will actually try it and think about it. Yeah, I think like there's anyone that thinks about killing them. So I just feel like they think like they don't know that people care about them. Like I think that's why they have those thoughts because they mm-hmm. feel alone and they feel like no one's there for them, even though there is people there for them. But I just feel like. Like to themselves, they think, "Oh, no one's here for me," stuff like that. I think there's two types of people: those type of people and those other that they know people are there for them, but if they feel pressured to be perfect for those people, and yeah. in the midst yeah. of that, they or they feel like they they are burdening people's lives. I felt like I was a burden mm-hmm. to someone's life before, but I never felt like killing myself would be the answer. But I've had felt like I've been a burden to so many people's lives. And they'll tell me, like, you know, you're not. Like, everybody has their problems. They go through things. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just that. Like, you have to have, you just have to know, like, you're cared for. And there's people here that are willing to push, that go through your shit with you while you get better. Yeah. For sure. I felt the pressure to be perfect for so many people. And lately... I've told, I mean, I've told, um, I talked about this on many podcasts. I'm going through my self-growth journey, but during this, in the beginning, when I decided to do it, I stopped texting people for like, I think it was a month or something. I stopped texting everybody. And then I came back and I noticed that people were okay with me just like being, go being good and like just working on myself. And before I would just be like, when people would text me, I'd be like, oh my God, I have to do this for them. I have to help them out. But the thing is, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you have to focus on yourself more than other people. Even still know that other people are, like, caring about you and love you. But don't be so, I have to be perfect. Because that can also mess up your mm-hmm. mental. And there is people, some people act like there's people out here that won't really love you for you. You don't have to be perfect for one specific person. Just because you love them mm-hmm. or you want them or you want them to be in your life. If this person is not appreciating you, I had to learn this. If this person is not appreciating you, they're not worth being in your life at all. Like, I'll be damned if no. I'm having people in my circle that that does not appreciate me and the things I do and who I am as a person. Because that just makes you feel so miserable and it just, like, it's just negativity. It's just negative energy that is not needed. And there's so many people mm-hmm. that you can meet. And that's good. It's good for your health to have those kind of friends and like family around you that just supports you and loves you for you. Like that, that, that does a lot to your health. I feel like, I feel like it's very yeah. important. Okay. I have a question. How have your, um, have you told any of your friends, Cam, that you're going through depression or anything? Um, like in middle school, yeah, but like, 
when they gave me their reactions, like for like couple, they were like, like depression, like you don't go through shit. So I was like, okay, I'm okay. Oh my god! But the other, it was like, oh, but it's like they don't know what to do either. Like, so I'm just like, I'm gonna just keep shit to myself now because I don't know what to do. The people that I know care about me don't know what to do, and I've never. I don't really talk to, talk about it to my parents because it's like it seems like they don't care. I'm not gonna say they don't care, but it seems like they don't care. Because when I when I, I bring it up, they always say shit like um, like you don't get you don't got nothing to worry about. Like you don't pay, nothing like that. So mm-hmm. yep, like you should be good. And I always tell them like, just because I'm not an adult, that doesn't mean like children and teenagers don't go through stuff. Like I hate when they say that. That's why I. Say, yeah, I hate people like that. You don't go through nothing. Or I hate people that have the biggest problems. And then they try to, they see the next person that's having problems, but it's not bigger like their problems. And they just be like, you're not going through nothing. Like, that's nothing compared to me. Problems is problems. Like, it doesn't matter how big or little it is. If it's something that gets to you mentally and physically or emotionally, whatever, that's your personal problem. That's your personal, like, you feel me? Like, just something that's holding you down and making you feel miserable about life and the fact like I would never tell like Faith if you're going through something or I'm going through something I'll never be like well my problems are bigger than yours like that's just that's dumb to me like I hate that what are you saying Kim? I said no like when people do that I don't say that's childish like even though like everyone goes through stuff like it don't matter if it's big or small, but like, don't put someone else down just because you think their um your problems are bigger than theirs. Like, mm-hmm. like those per- that that person's problem can be major to them. But you know, you all had those parents that used to be like, "Oh, there's kids starving, and y'all wasting y'all food and everything like that." It's pretty much like yeah, it's pretty much. I don't want to say it's like that because like when I used to waste my food, it's because I didn't like it at all. Like, I don't want to eat this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's kids that started. It's like they would say that the guilt trip us. That's pretty much how it is when somebody be like, oh, your problems ain't nothing compared to, like, you're guilt tripping us or you making us feel like we're being selfish or stingy or just mm-hmm. not considerate of other people's problems. And it's not that, like. And that message. Like, you yeah. think I would, I could, like, I understand there's kids starving, but I don't want to eat this. Like <laughs> It's a bad <laughs> comparison, but it's like, it's pretty much like that, like. You're making us feel like I kind of get we're, it. Like you make yeah. us feel bad, and that messes with the person's head even more because we already have trouble opening up. A lot of people with mental illnesses, we already have trouble opening up and telling other people because we already feel like we're a burden. So if we get like confronted with that when we're telling you, it's gonna make it worse and not it actually make us feel like a burden. And then somebody can take their mm-hmm. life because of that feeling. Okay. Which is messed up. I think people should work on. I've said this in another podcast too. I forgot where I, where I said it, yeah. but I think people should just work on their responses because you don't know what anybody is going through or feeling or exactly why until they you step in their shoes and you really can't do that because I mean that's not possible. But you should just sympathize or at least think about where they're coming from and just kind of just just think just talk to them get to know their situation 
get to mm-hmm. know them. Show your support by talking to them. Sometimes just being there, talking to a person is enough. Like listening to them, mm-hmm. hearing them out is enough. For sure. So, what has has anybody outside? No. Has any of your family or your friends done anything that's really helped you during your times with anxiety and depression? I feel like my mom, my mom, she's more understanding of anxiety. So if I'm with her, I feel more like relief or, you know, comfort because she understands and she knows how to like calm me down and everything. That's pretty much all I could think of. It's just that my mom. Because she helps me. She knows. Does she do anything specific? Um, Pretty much just comforting me and helping me, like, breathe. Because back then, I did not used to do my breathing methods. And she would help me through it. That's pretty much it. Because I remember one time I was at this Chinese restaurant. And I started hyperventilating and having a panic attack. And they were just looking at me like I was crazy. My mom was just like, can you get her water? Like, water, please. And just, like, yelling because they was just not doing nothing. They was trying to call the cops. And my mom was just like, no, like, she needs water. And then she was just pretty much calming me down, talking me through it, telling me to breathe. She was walking me to the car. It was just like, she was just there. And it, it made me calm down. Like, her, just me being comforted by her, it was just, it was just relaxing. It was relief. Um, for me, um, I don't, you know, in my family or like in my, in my circle that really helped me with that because I don't really like talking about it. Like, I don't like feeling like I'm putting so much shit on you that you gotta worry about me, stuff like that. I don't like that. So like, I just put a smile on my face, act like I'm good and just keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's bad. Because mm-hmm. it works for it only gets worse. But I mean, keep doing it. But that's, I guess you say that's what's been helping. Kind of. I just act like just trying to just trying to deal with it on my own. Um, I've been, it is kind of bad. It is bad. I've been there before and I thought that before. Actually, until this year, I've always been that way with putting a spell on my face and everything. It's like I mentioned I have nightmares about what's happened to me before. And sometimes in public when I get around people with like just a certain voice that talks to me a certain way, like people in my past did, I start having those emotions in my body. Um, it kind of has something similar to panic attacks. I wouldn't really say it's panic attacks because I've seen what that's like. And it's a different thing, but what you call it, that happens. And until I got here and the same situation happened at work and I actually had one at work and my dad was picking me up and he was like, no, you got to talk to me about it or you got to talk to your stepmom about it. And I went home and I talked to my stepmom. And then now I feel better getting that off my chest and I feel better when I get in those type of situations. I know I have somebody to talk to. I'm not just alone with those thoughts. So I think it's, I mean, I get the fact, like, not wanting to be a burden on somebody, but you have to at least just tell some one person that's close to you and you can go to whenever stuff like that Yeah, because eventually that all build up and, like, it won't have a good outcome. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm. 
I try. You can talk to my dad, and you can talk to me. We're, like, really good with that stuff. (laughs) Since you know it's more personally, personally and you know him as your coach. But I know he already calls y'all his sons, and he looks at y'all like his other children. So I know he would be there. If that, but if you're not, I mean, if that makes you comfortable. But at least somebody, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I think everyone who's listening right now, if you are dealing with a mental illness or problems or just situations at home in your life that you just can't talk to anybody else about, y'all can come to us. Most definitely. Be friends. Like, make, yes. Go ahead, get comfortable with us at first, but we're really cool, chill people. I mean, you think we cool, right, Cam? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like I would not we judge you. I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. been through so much and seen so much like okay. Yeah. I would not judge. Been, been we can understand mostly where a lot of people are coming from. Mm-hmm. But even if we can't understand, we know how to be there. We know not to just push your feelings aside because everybody matters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, this was fun. <laughs> it was. I'm tired of those, so I'm gonna go to bed. But... I'm bad. <laughs> but y'all already know our Instagrams, and if y'all don't, y'all need to listen to past podcasts and catch up. <laughs> All right, bye. bye.